This is the Taco Boat Wellness Podcast with your host, your coach, your Everside Wellness Practitioner, Courtney Handlin. I love tacos and a good play on words as much as the next person. Okay, maybe a little bit more than the next person. But this podcast is about more than just that. Just like each taco can have a variety of toppings, so too is each person's path to wellness. Both tacos and wellness are customizable for each individual. And with each season, it may look a little bit different, and that's totally okay. In this podcast, you'll gain insight from providers here at our Waukesha Clinic and all across Everside Health. We'll even sprinkle in a few local community experts, all to tap into the many areas or toppings of wellness. So let's get this party started and taco boat wellness. Back to the taco boat pod, taco boat wellness podcast. Take two. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> let me start that over. I'll catch you uh, in five. In. Four, three. Welcome back to the Talk About Wellness podcast. Today we are talking about how we can improve our heart health and even more importantly, improving access to virtual care. I have a guest that I'm very excited to be meeting with today, Eva, Dr. Eva Imperial. Do you want to say hi before I blabber on about you? Hi, I'm so happy (laughs) to be on. Yes, thank you. So Dr. Eva Imperial is a physician for our virtual healthcare team. And what's probably even more impressive, she is founder and CEO of iHealth, um, which is a female and minority owned lab business. She graduated from the University of South Carolina with both her undergraduate and doctorate degrees with over two decades of experience and board certifications in family medicine and obesity medicine. She is passionate about making healthcare accessible and affordable to everyone. Dr. Imperial is also a proud mom of two beautiful girls who are competitive dancers and she thoroughly enjoys watching them light up on stage. I love that. And I'm so happy to have you here with us. Okay, hold up. Before we go any further, we do want to give a quick disclaimer that this podcast is provided for educational and informational purposes only and does not constitute providing medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your doctor or other qualified health provider regarding a medical condition, especially keeping in mind that we're speaking in general terms and each individual is different. Never disregard professional medical advice or delay in seeking it because of something stated on this podcast. Neither Everset Health nor its employees nor any contributor to this podcast makes any representations expressed or implied with respect to the information provided herein or to its use. Um, before we dive some. So uh, one thing that one reason why I'm excited to have you here, obviously, uh, it's it is improve it important to improve the access to healthcare. But also, before we go into that, let's talk a little bit about virtual care. It's kind of a hot topic right now. Um, the words like virtual care and telehealth, uh, especially in the world of medicine and wellness. Um, and I guess, it, you know, if we can talk about the positive things that have come out of the whole experience of COVID, like that's one of the things that has really Mm -hmm. been a blessing, right? So can we back up though, for people who still don't fully understand, can you give us a brief explanation of what is virtual care how and how does it work? That is a great topic. Um, Virtual care is not new, actually, Courtney. It has been around for a long time. Um, Way before COVID, I'm guessing. 
Yeah. Well, even before COVID, you know, yeah. and, and a lot of people don't know that. Um, and there are a lot of people who are against, you know, the telehealth and virtual care um, because it hasn't been defined. So COVID helped us um, accelerate access, which is great for patients because not everybody lives in a place that has access to good quality medical care. So virtual care can be defined as telehealth. You, you're, you're on the phone call with the, with the patient or it can be video or it can be what's called asynchronous communication, which is a chat. So there are lots of different companies out there, lots of different practices do it several different ways. And with um, technology, um, it, you know, especially during the COVID, um, making sure that people got access to work, um, got access to um, you know, ordering things online, like the apps and the technology really accelerated, which is great in the healthcare world because not everybody had access to care. So again, um, telehealth, is you know uh, considered virtual care chatting um, through a, a HIPAA compliant a privacy app is um, how some companies do their um, virtual care program. Um, with with my day job, um, we we do virtual by uh, video and by telephone, um, and we also have an app that was built so that patients can message us as well. So those are all forms of virtual care. Um, it is. It is not a substitute for in-person care, um, but we can we can talk about more about that later. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, you already touched on this a little bit about how it's improved access to healthcare. Is there anything that you, you know, any personal stories? Not that you have to say personal names, but um, any mm -hmm. anything that you've seen um, to to share how virtual care really has improved access for healthcare. Um, I would love to. We have so many great um, patient experiences and stories. Um, so one of the things is before um, before virtual care, I did not even FaceTime anybody. Like I, I, I was not one that would use Zoom calls. I learned how to do Zooms and and use all the different technology um, when I when I became the physician of this virtual care team. Um, we have patients that have never um, connected with anybody virtually. And so <laughs> I have had the opportunity to help them with this. And they're so excited um, when, once it's done because you know we're afraid of something new, right? So, right. so a lot of times they will tell um, our, our team RN and say, I'm really nervous. I've never, never done a virtual call where you know some other patients are very comfortable doing it and they love doing the virtual calls and visits and you know they see some of our other, um, our other team members um, on a regular basis for their, for their health or just to talk about stress or talk about whatever. But one of the things is you know if you're not afraid to learn new technology, then you're going to have access to a lot of different things. And for ours, it's a quality healthcare team. Um, I had a gentleman who had to borrow his manager's phone to do the to do the virtual visit call because literally they just have to click on this link and it opens it up. And then you have to tell them, you know, okay, you got to refresh it. You got to turn the sound on, you, yeah. you know, all those technology things. And then once once they can see and hear me and I can see and hear them, it's like, hallelujah, they are, they are connected. So this man was so excited um, just to talk, do his um, wellness review and talk about, you know, he needed a referral to go get a colonoscopy done. He, um, he needed help with 
um, you know, getting his lab work done. So I helped walk him through that. And he was so excited. He's like, I just have to tell you, I've never done this before. I've never seen a doctor, um, you know, in a, in a video before. This thing was cool. And when the visit was over, because his manager had set up the phone for him in his, the manager's <laughs> office, he just walked out of the room like we were done. <laughs> I was like, wait. <laughs> Come back. You have to, yeah. You have to close the visit. Yeah. <laughs> but he was so excited. So to be able to meet with people, and I've seen people in all kinds of different situations. I've met them in the parking lot. I've met some people in the um they're waiting to pick up their kids. Yeah, but having car. this access and not having to always wait however many hours you normally would wait in a in a typical medical practice or getting the advice and not having to take a half a day off of work um, just to get a medication refill for your allergy medicine. Um, it, it, it provides a, an option for, to get good quality healthcare, you know, which yeah. is, which is important. So. Right. I think, um, yeah, it, it is really amazing and it feels I think it helps it to feel the make the experience feel extra personal. Like suddenly now you're able to get quality, have quality connections with someone with, like you said, without taking a day off. You can do it when it's really more convenient for you instead of being like, well, but I, I don't know when I can do that because I have to pick my kids and I don't have time to drive all the way over there and back here. And, you know, it just it's really does save a lot of time. Um, it makes it a lot more possible, it breaks down some of those barriers, especially if you think of people who live like maybe their nearest clinic is an, you know, an hour away, like how it's even harder to, you know, do the self-care things that you might need to do when, right. when the barrier is like the distance and the time it takes. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. And it is hard. Like if you're trying to, you're trying to work, you're trying to manage kids. Um, you know, I talked to a lot of um, um, working moms who yeah. are, you know, they're working in our, they may be working in one of our clinics, you know, they may be working in um, for one of our clients and they are busy. They, yeah. they, they and, and I'm, I stress to them, that you've got to take care of yourself. You're managing your aging parents. You're managing, um, you know, kids. Well, I've heard stories of, you know, the, the patients who they really need to be taking better care of themselves and I'm giving them permission. And just hearing that and saying, yeah. okay, look, we have, we have, um, we can get you in with um, a, a counselor or a psychologist. We can get you in with your um, special, your OBGYN, let me put a referral in and I'm, you know, I might be 500 miles away from them in, in yeah. a different time zone, a different city, but having, approaching the patient as let's see what we can do virtually to connect with you and to help you get hooked into the system. It helps build that trust because Absolutely. a lot of people have gone through terrible experiences in healthcare. And I really try, you know, one patient at a time to make sure that they know that someone cares about them. You know, yeah. they're, they're sharing with us some things that they're going through at work or stresses, or we've had patients that, you know, they're, they're going through, they need resources for um, caring for a child with autism or, or a parent who can't get in, um, you know, to a, to assisted living. So they're sitting here trying to work from home and take care of a parent and take care of a child. I mean, I've, you, you name it, I've, I've heard it. And so I know that being able to provide 
a virtual option for people that are already busy. We're all busy. We're all working too much. We're all trying to, you know, eat better and, and prevent disease and things like that. But um, you have to take the time to do it. So yeah. I always say Absolutely. health as well. That's one of our yeah. mantras for yeah. my, for my um, but, you know, in, in my career, because it is, it's not just about give me a pill and make me better. Right. Um, you know, it's about trying to reach that person to help them understand that their health is important. I love that. So talking about virtual care, obviously there there are some limitations, um, mm -hmm. at least in our current day's time. Um, and I guess, and not that I, I don't want this to sound as a negative thing, but just mm -hmm. for people that need to hear this, when, are there any things, times when you would say like an individual really should seek personal care in this scenario? Right. Or I, not personal, in person, sorry. Yes, yeah, so I'm, again, I believe that you still need to have a primary care doctor or um, medical practitioner. You still need someone that's going to lay hands on you and listen to your heart and lungs and be able to assess those things that I cannot um, you know, assess virtually. Um, so it's still important to be established with a primary care doctor. It's still for women, you still need to have a, a pelvic exam you still right. you can't, I can't do that virtually. I can't not yet anyway not yet, yeah. <laughs> um, and there are certain things that need to be that that are not appropriate for the virtual um, care visit if you're having a medical emergency you fell and you need stitches I, I can't help you you need to call 911 you need to go to the ER or if you're having an asthma attack or you know you need to you need to call 911 get to the get to the hospital that's an emergency um, if you think you're having a stroke or a heart attack you're having chest pain that is not something where you schedule and that's this is all around for in person or um in virtual you don't yeah have chest pain and say let, let, me, let me just my... let me just let me just call and oh my neck the next appointment with my primary care doctor is for three weeks you have to elevate that and advocate um yeah. speak to the triage nurse or call 911 and get to the ER. Um, these things are, are critical. So, um, you know, virtual care is great for reviewing wellness, reviewing what you may need to, um, you know, for, uh, to get up to date. I'm able to order um, lab work for you to get a baseline, um, you know, on a non-emergent basis of, yeah, of the basic yeah. labs that you may need based on your age and your family history. So another reason to establish with anybody to start, um, but it, you can't just do virtual care alone as your only means of medical care. We, we're, right. we're an addition, we're an extra, we save you time and, and money, um, you know, and what's great about this program is, a lot of our patients um, are, are our patients because they're employees of a corporation or a business that chose to take care of their employees by offering the service, which is great, you know, yeah. to have yeah. a, because you said you, you know, you work in an on-site clinic. And so mm -hmm. you're able to talk to those patients, meet with those patients um, and, and, and get them better. So, you yeah. know, it's yeah. a great benefit for for a company to care about their employees enough where they don't for, for they don't they don't pay to to see 
um, the virtual team um, at this at this time. They it is it is an add-on service for them, which is amazing because it helps increase their access, especially yeah. if they are you know especially if they are in a rural area and right. they don't have you only know what you know. So we've had situations where patients they didn't have access to good care. And they don't even know that they're what kind of quality they're getting with our providers. Like all of all of the the people I work with, they're like me. They've worked in urgent care. They've worked in the hospital setting. I have one nurse that worked in, you know, the the ICU um, and and did cardiac care. Like I have another one who is an expert on mental health and stress and things like that. So that is one of her passions. Um, I'm I'm into women's health. I'm I really. You know, because women, again, usually take care of themselves last, that mm-hmm. I feel like when I have the time with them, I'm going to convince them or their or their um, spouse to go and get that colon cancer screening or let me order that home kit. Because if FedEx can reach, if Amazon can reach you, yeah. I can reach you with, yeah, with, with right. some of the home kits. So yeah. we have that with with um, th- this virtual team and with my um, my lab business which is awesome because people don't want to go to the doctor because of time, money, whatever excuse, but they need to. Um, We we need to prevent that disease and virtual care is another option to connect with that patient to provide access. Right. Like you said, like make it easier, build a relationship, build trust, and then hopefully they can have a, you know, another person that they can see in person um that can carry on that that and and strengthen that um so tell us a little bit your your business iHealth um tell us you know what you do there and what inspired you to start that business so I um I started iHealth because of the lack of transparency in healthcare and so one of the issues that I saw when I worked for a bigger hospital system is that my um, patients that were either in between jobs or had really bad insurance with high deductibles through their employers or, you know, because they're giving them the the benefit and they think it covers everything. So Mm -hmm. what I was seeing is um, patients that were, you know, because I'm going to order the labs. I treat everybody the same. I offer all the things that you need for your for your annual exam. What I saw was that patients were getting these enormous bills from labs, whether wherever they were going for the labs, it didn't matter. They were in between insurance or had crappy insurance and they were being, they were getting these bills of hundreds of dollars. And I know my patients well enough that I thought, well, I don't think anybody in America should be choosing between medications or bills or food and bills. So once I realized I could, what we call healthcare hack, and I could cut out the middleman and, and figure out a way to make labs easier, um, transparent pricing and get the results back quickly because that's how I operate in my, in my medical practice is I don't want patients to wait for results. And I don't like it when people say, your results are normal. Well, which ones? Did, were, were the labs lost? Were they, you know, what do you, what do you mean they were normal? Because right. I how can normal? tell you, yeah. I train all my patients. So my patients might be a little more high maintenance because they're going to be good patient advocates. They're not going to accept that answer from their primary care doctors they're going to want to get a copy of those labs. So whether it's STD testing or, you know, their pap smear or their CAT scan that they had, because I can't tell you how many times where I look at a report, because I'll say, let me see the report from your other doctor, from your other specialist. 
um, that only had seven minutes to see you. Um, let me look at it. And there are things that I will find because I read every paragraph, every line. So, um, but again, so I, I started iHealth because I, I knew that my patients needed something that was more affordable. So my story that I tell is, um, Courtney, have you, have you flown before? Yes. Okay. So yeah, when, you, when you fly and you got to check a bag, do they tell you how much it's going to cost? Yes. But there's also, I've noticed and had the, the hard time of experiencing that there's some like, you know, fine print always. <laughs> there's always a fine print. Like yeah. I've learned that, that certain airlines start, charge certain amounts for the first bag, the second bag. And then I yes. think that there are like these the, things based where, on the weight or. Right. Right. So, so I learned that Frontier their you know, their, their weight is 40 pounds and not the standard 50. And when I travel and I have to bring all my computers, um, when mm -hmm. I go and visit another clinic, um, that I will, I have to, it's cheaper for me to check two different bags or try to sneak some stuff on with my backpack yeah. personal item anyway. So, but, but the point is, is that when you, when you're flying and you have to check that bag, you know, exactly how much you're going to pay, right? Whether it's 40, right. 50 bucks, yeah. you know, right then mm -hmm. you pay for it right then you know the cost. Um, don't you wish healthcare was the same? You literally yes. can go see a doctor and they don't know how much you're going to pay for your ultrasound, your CAT scan, your visit even, um, because it depends on your insurance and your coinsurance and your deductible and blah, blah, blah. And then you get a bill three to four weeks later that may or may not be right. So imagine if you said, okay, I'm going to go travel. We're going to Disney. We got to go, everybody got to check a bag and you didn't get a bill for three to four weeks. For yeah, your you check bag, it might be three hundred. It might be fifty. It might be free. Yeah. yeah, that would be that would be a nightmare, right? Like I, I don't yes. think I could travel. <laughs> I don't think I'd. So nerve wracking. So, but that's healthcare. That doesn't happen at Target. That doesn't happen at the grocery store. It doesn't happen when you buy everything you want from Amazon. In healthcare, you don't know how much you're going to pay until after. iHealth has hacked that, and you know my and a lot of the labs that we have our labs that are either people think are covered under insurance or they are um, like a vitamin D level. Every doctor I've talked to, they're like, oh, that's so expensive. It's so expensive. Well, I just figured out how to get it um, to everybody um, cheaper than if you have good insurance. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. so, so just, so I health was inspired because I think that people need to know how much they're going to pay for lab services and they need to, it needs to be easy. No one likes going to the lab and, and, you know, they, they finally get there and the, um, the, the staff says your doctor forgot to send the order or that that happens commonly. That does not happen with number one. We made sure with our virtual team, we make sure that that rarely, rarely happens, um, because of the way that we walk our patients through making a lab appointment. Um, mm -hmm. if they have to go to one of the 5,000 service centers. So same thing applies to iHealth that you go and you you don't pay any hidden fees when you go to the lab and you get your labs done and then you get your results sent to you. Easy as that. And then you can take yeah. those results to your specialist, to your doctor, um, whatever, you know, whatever, whoever you want to share them with, they're your labs. I love that. That's so cool. And um you know, I guess just, yeah, not only does it help with the transparency, but also just another avenue for making healthcare more accessible. 
you know, it, it makes it more accessible for, for people who struggle with the bills. Um, mm-hmm. And also for people who maybe don't, who are in a more rural location. Correct. Um, and some people really don't want to go yet. They're, they're not ready. So you have to meet them where they are. Yeah. And, you know, maybe their first thing is a virtual visit or getting their labs through iHealth so that they can monitor your health. Um, if you, in order to prevent disease, you actually have to do a few things and that's work on your lifestyle, um, exercise and know your numbers. How do you know if you, if you're having trouble losing weight, if you don't check your thyroid, how do you know it's not your thyroid and you're fighting against a medical condition? Um, Mm -hmm. and you're trying to get healthier, right? Or Mm -hmm. if it's a hormone imbalance, that's a, that's a popular one. Um, because the people are talking more about, you know, menopause and aging and, and heart health, and then diabetes is a big one. So, you know, Mm -hmm. I think that everyone's trying to lose weight, um, that, that is, that is, uh, that is going to the gym and trying to eat healthier, try to find that one, you know, fix or that one pill. The secret thing. Yeah. Yeah. And there usually isn't a secret pill or one, you know, everybody wants an injectable or they want a a pill to lose weight. And really it's not, if you want to prevent heart disease, if you want to prevent disease, you have to start with a baseline and know your numbers. Um, And that gives us an opportunity to address if you are pre-diabetic, if you are diabetic and didn't know it, if you have high blood pressure, again, that's why you need to, um, you know, go see the doctor so you can um, check your, get your blood pressure checked. Um, And actually we have on the virtual, on the virtual (laughs) side, we actually have a way that you can go to the lab. You have to have a special um, test code where and we do it with eye health and we do it with the virtual care where you mm-hmm. go to the lab to get your blood work done, but they also can do what are called biometrics. Um, so it's kind of cool because again, if you live in a place where you have no doctor, we have some people that they can't even get on a list to see a primary care doctor in Florida yeah. of all places. In Florida and Texas, we have issues with, there it's are no true, primary true. care doctors accepting new patients. But at least again, we can get a baseline because if your blood pressure is really high, then I can talk to you about lifestyle changes, diet, exercise, cutting out salt, how to lose weight until you get to that appointment. Now, if your blood pressure is really high, then you have to go to the ER, you know, or the urgent care to go get seen so you don't have a stroke. But again, there are so many creative ways that virtual health can help you with accessing good care. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think, you know, one thing I was going to ask about was how virtual care can impact, like you said, the heart health of our country, being that Mm -hmm. this is February when we're recording Heart Health Month. But you really just answered that. (laughs) All of like um, the, the importance of, you know, the lifestyle choices, but also just to reiterate what you said, but also knowing your number, knowing your, like having discussed your health history Mm -hmm. and understanding the things. I mean, I can't tell you how many times women, especially, um, you know, forties and up come into my office, you know, Mm -hmm. struggling with weight loss. They obviously hope that I have some special magic wand, but they know that (laughs) I don't, but the discussion 
it always like, yes, we, we talk about lifestyle factors, but we, I also am asking them, especially if I can see in the, the, um, in their records that they haven't had a physical to my knowledge or haven't had any labs done to my knowledge. I always turn back of like, let's like, have you had these different numbers checked? Have you discussed this with a, a, you know, a, a practitioner, a medical mm-hmm. practitioner, um, because, and I think part of the reason why they don't is because in traditional healthcare, how it's set up is you only have, like you said, seven minutes and it's, it's hard to get it all out. And sometimes you don't right. feel like you, you can, even can, like, they're not going to give you the space. Um, but understanding your, you know, what's going on internally can really make a difference. There's only so much you know, your lifestyle factors have a big impact, but if you're fighting against some thyroid imbalances right. or vitamin D You have to know, how do you know unless you yes. test? So, you know, right. um, I, thyroid happens to be one of my favorite labs because, you know, everyone wants to blame the thyroid. And so I'll say, okay, we're going to do the test. But yeah. it's probably not the reason why you can't lose weight. We need to work right. on other things, but you have to yeah. You're you're a, you're, can, a, you're a wellness yes. coach, so you know that you have to yeah. get you have to meet them where they are, and then you have mm-hmm. to encourage them to start. So, yeah. um, and and I and I try to live it for you know for as a good example for my patients because I do have a high stress job. I do have a you know I, I do have a busy schedule, so I feel like I am one of you. I am mm-hmm. I am going through those things too, you know, right. and and and. And a lot of times I've had patients that, um, and we, I know you can't see me, but you know, I, there was a time in my life where I was 60 pounds heavier than what I needed to be. And I couldn't get, I was having a hard time getting pregnant with, um, um, with, with Riley, who's now 12, but it was, I needed to work on stress and I needed to work <laughs> on exercise and, you know, I, and I didn't take a pill or, you know, there wasn't a shot available back then. And I'm glad I didn't do it, but I really had to just start and, and make my health a priority. And so Mm -hmm. when I've had patients that are like, well, you don't know what it's like to be overweight, Dr. Eva. I'm like, oh, actually I do. So I was, you know, I was not very healthy and, you know, stress makes us unhealthy, things like that. And being able to relate in that way and say, Hey, look, I don't like to exercise, but guess what? I was at the gym at 6 a.m. this morning because I didn't, I didn't just, I have a bazillion excuses of why not to go and I just have to make it so that I go. And I think when I tell my patients, look, I'm not asking you to run a marathon. I do want you for heart health. Um, the recommendation is 30 minutes a day. Um, but I don't expect you to do 30 minutes a day and run a marathon when after this one visit, yeah. I ask them, do you have a treadmill at home? Yes. Okay. So your homework this week is to just get on it and turn it on. Yeah. And, get it set and, up. <laughs> and, and they're like, oh, that's silly. I'm going to get an A plus. I'm like, yes, you're going to get an A plus because I just need you to take a baby step. So I know that if you have a treadmill at home, sitting in your garage, sitting in the spare bedroom, that if I'm asking you your homework assignment, I always give out homework. Your homework assignment is stand on it and turn it on. I know you got to clean off all the stuff around it. I know that you got to, you know, you got, you got to take all the, all the jackets from winter off of it. So if your homework is, I want you to be successful in your homework and it's literally to just get on it and turn it on that. And you, and you say, I can do it. And then the next week's homework is I want you to walk on it for five minutes. I'm not saying run, you don't have to do incline, just five minutes. And the answer is always 
five minutes, I can do that. And five minutes never stays at five minutes. So I'm so impressed with my patients that know that I'm not judging them. I just want them to start. And and so you give them choices. And again, what I do need to say is everybody, every office needs a Courtney. I was just going to say, as a health coach, you're, you're making my heart happy. These like baby little wins. It it, it is, it is because, because I want them to feel like they won because they can't just like, I don't think I'll ever run a marathon because I'm just not built to run unless something is chasing me or there's a spider or a snake or something Then I can run. Um, you know, but, but you have to just help people along their journey, um, heart, and, and medicine in my mind has always been a team sport. I'm, I cannot be great at what I do without having the people that are, that are behind me, the nurse that has to fight with your insurance to, to get you on someone's schedule for a referral. Um, you know, the, the, the wellness coach is going to have the time to talk to you about why you shouldn't eat at McDonald's every day and why (laughs) that is not necessarily the cheapest option or, you know, the, the, just all the different things needed in healthcare to Mm -hmm. help care for a patient. Like I can't do it alone. I am not, I am my best when I have the best team. Um, And so, and that also involves the patient, the patient has to be centered. Um, yes. And they have to be a patient advocate. So I also make my patient understand that, you know, it, if you're not happy, so you've got to find somebody in person that you're comfortable with. There are all kinds of practices out there. If it's not a good fit for you, then find someone else, mm-hmm. you know, find someone who you're going to, who matches with what you're looking for. I have some patients that are that, that never want to be on medications. They will do everything I tell them to do or that the counselor tells them to do or the, you know, their, their, um, their life coach tells them to do because they don't, they want to avoid medicine. And for me, it's about avoiding disease. So when we talk about it's heart health month, um, I have more patients that worry about getting cancer than they do about heart. And heart disease is still the number one killer of men and women. Right. And um, it has to be a priority as far as lifestyle exercise, knowing your labs and seeing your doctor. Someone has to listen to heart and lungs. There are certain things you cannot change and that would be genetics. You know, you can't change your family history. If everyone in your family had a heart attack at age, you know, 50, then, or they all have diabetes, then you have to know those numbers and do what you can to prevent disease. Um, So, you know, it's, again, it's a, it's not just a one pill fixes everything. It's, we're all, we're all human. We all have a different story. We all have different history. We all have a different diet or how we eat. And, you know, we only know what we know. If you grew up, because I took care of a lot of patients with diabetes, high blood pressure. I'm in the South where the nickname, the stroke belt, the diabetes belt, whatever you want to call it. Um, but some of my patients don't even, didn't even know that you should not use your, um, the fry daddy, um, every day. Like that's literally how they cook their, their food because that's how they grew up. Right. Right. Yeah. There's some, some, you know, culture heritage, 
um, and also like comfort in those familiar things. Oh yeah. Yeah. So it's, so it's understanding those things in a quality visit that will help you in a non-judgmental place where you understand where that patient's coming from. Um, you know, what about, Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, what about, um, kind of tying it back to your business a little bit. Um, are there any, when we think of like heart health again, are there any tests or labs that you recommend for people who are concerned about their heart health? Right. The most common, the most common test, which most physicians will order is mm-hmm. it's called a wellness panel panel or an annual panel. And sure. that includes your um, CBC, which is just a baseline. Are you anemic? Um, mm-hmm. Is there any sign of blood cancer or anything like that? Um, so it's a CBC. The second test is a lipid profile. And that is a cholesterol panel where you're checking the good cholesterol, the bad cholesterol, and so for me, the total is not as important as what are the components of that? What are right. your triglycerides, um, the, the, the bad cholesterol and the good cholesterol and talking about those numbers. Um, and then the third test is a thyroid because if the thyroid's not right, nothing is right. right. <laughs> it controls temperature, heart rate, you know, um, your bone health, your, your brain. If you have brain fog, it, it controls your weight um, and that's up or down. Um, yeah. And then the last thing is your, um, it's called a CMP or a complete metabolic um, panel. And that checks for kidney function, liver function, and it checks your blood sugar and along with some other electrolytes. So those are four tests. Now, if you're male and you're over um, the age of um, 45, you may want to consider getting a PSA test done as well. So those are a good baseline test to see where you are with your health. if you are high risk or if you are overweight or have a family history of diabetes, an A1C is a test that should be done. Right. Um, and that is that that number will tell you whether or not you're pre-diabetic, diabetic, or your level of diabetes. And that one is, is great. On iHealth, we have it as a home kit. If you don't have time or don't want to go to the doctor um, yet, um, or you can go to the lab and get it done. And, and that's a, that's a common test that you can get through eye health or through your medical provider to, but you have to ask a lot of times you have to ask for it. Sure. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, but might be, I mean, I'm just thinking too, it could be help. That could be a helpful test for, you know, like younger people, especially men, a lot of times don't go see a doctor, you know, unless <laughs> if they're like really sick maybe, but they just don't go. Obviously it is important to establish that relationship um but for those who are like I'm not doing that I'm fine especially if you right. know like maybe your dad had a heart attack at 50 at mm-hmm. least you could start with some of these basic labs to kind of see where you're at and monitor right. that you know you can and then I guess be your own advocate to know like when you need to you know take the next steps it is nice yeah. that you can personalize it that way Absolutely. Um, Just taking so we, that first step for your health because somebody depends on you. You know, the the, the yeah. men are, you know, uh, they're work for our for our clients. They are in manufacturing or they're in, you know, they're out in the field. Um, you know, um, up in attics, climbing, you know, up 
attics and inspecting building things like that um i i also get to hear stories of someone who who had a stroke and even their coworkers were saying okay you don't look so good you're getting dizzy while you're doing your job go see the doctor and and they'll say oh no i'm fine i'm fine so I have to see some of those coworkers because they're stressed or then they're scared because some medical event happened to their coworker and they witnessed that. So again, just getting, getting in to see somebody, to see a medical professional, just do it. Yeah. So, I mean, I know we talked about a lot of the like behavior change lifestyle things already um, for heart health and just general health. Um, was there anything that you wanted to throw in that that you missed on that at all? Or wanted to mention again? I think we've, we've... I think um, I think just starting baby steps, baby right? Steps. Starting yeah. baby yeah. steps, whether it's a go to eye health and get some baseline labs or yeah. go, or see your doctor right. um, if you if you haven't seen them in a while time flies fast i have people mm-hmm. that that i'll ask and say when was the last time you had a physical and they're like oh wait now it's been now it's been three years you know since i went i went right before <laughs> yeah. the world shut down or whatever and then right. but they're busy working and things like that so yeah. you gotta invest in your health you've got to just take time to, because if you care for any other human, I used to do these, um, these community talks and I would, I would, I would say, okay, everybody stand up, um, you know, sit, sit, sit down. If you never have to take care of anybody else. And that means advice or a child or a parent mm-hmm. or anybody else. And everybody's remaining standing, you know, unless you live yeah. in a cave and you don't yeah. and you have to take care of anybody else. Like, so So in order to help somebody else, you got to help yourself first, right? It's like being on the airplane, another airplane analogy, that analogy that that you got to, you got to put your own mask on first before you can help others. So same thing that, 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 that you need to take time for your health. Um, What's great about the patients that I interact with, um, with the virtual, um, with virtual care is that these companies that our clients pay yeah. for this service as a benefit for their employees. So, mm-hmm. you know, so I always think everybody should take advantage of it and come and meet yeah. us. But again, mm-hmm. that you know, there's different quality with with um, tele telehealth virtual care out there. Um, I'm biased. I, I think we have a wonderful team yeah. of yeah, you know very experienced, like the the most strong clinically with training and experience, things like that, that we just transferred. So a lot of people will think, oh, well, what's that, you know, telehealth call going to do? They're just going to, are they just going to give me a, a, an antibiotic? Um, and then I'm going to have to, you know, and then, and that's it. No, we do so much more. So with, with what these employers have offered for their, for their staff is, um, a, a commitment because they want their employees to be healthier too. Yeah. So they care right. about them enough. So it's great. Right. I wish every, every employer would, would, would do that, but, but yeah. you know, yeah, it is a fantastic insurance benefit. is expensive. You know, it's expensive. Yeah. Deductibles are high. Healthcare costs are increasing. So, you know, the, it's, it's, it's hard. It's, it's a financial strain on a lot of people 
to go to the doctor. So that's why we're, again, with iHealth, we're trying to, to provide transparent pricing. If you get to be one of our clients with the virtual team, you're getting quality and, and you may not even realize it until you connect with us, which is, I think is great. Yeah. Yeah. It is fantastic. Um, okay. Anything else that you didn't share yet? I think that's it. I, yeah, I, yeah. Did we forget anything? I, I don't know. We, this has been great just to talk about, obviously yeah. we're both passionate about, about patient wellness. Yeah. You know. And helping people just live healthier and be their best selves. Um, I will do a plug that we do have a heart health webinar series. It actually just started um, yesterday on the 13th of February. So I'll have in the show notes a link um, for our listeners to register for that still if they want. And then after that series ends, the link will take you to the recordings. I'll also have a link in the show notes for um, iHealth so people can go learn more about that, um, especially for you know anyone listening that maybe doesn't have access to mm -hmm. our healthcare um set up then they can they might especially find eye health extra helpful then in that case Absolutely. Yeah. yeah i did um and we have the first um lab discount card everyone knows about everyone can probably name a prescription drug card right. that they use that is in every you know pharmacy every so um eye health does have the very first uh drug card um Excuse lab me. Discount. iHealth has the first lab discount card out on the market, um, okay. which you'll be seeing in all the pharmacies and everywhere. So we, we can always put, post a link if, yes. if people want that to share with family, friends, because it is nationwide. Um, so we, we, we'd love to help everybody out with their healthcare costs today. Yeah. So, but thanks love for that. having me. This has awesome. been great. I feel like I could talk to you for, for hours. Oh, I know. <laughs> we could probably go on and on. For sure. Yes. Thank you for coming so much. And uh, hopefully we can have some future episodes together. Yes. Everybody go visit your doctor, connect with your provider, get your labs done and stay heart healthy. Yeah. Take some baby steps, right? To get, That's right. <laughs> improve your heart health. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. I'm so glad we got to talk about wellness today. And I'm especially thankful for you, our audience. Thanks for tuning in. If you have any questions from this episode, please feel free to shoot me an email. For our Waukesha Everside members, if you would like to chat about how the concepts you heard in this episode can fit into your own personal taco of life, call to schedule a coaching appointment. If you really love this episode, be sure to give us five stars and share it with a friend. Everyone can find us on Facebook and YouTube at Waukesha Employee Health and Wellness. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts from so you never miss an episode. See you on the first Tuesday of every month for Taco Tuesday. Until then, bye!